0: You've joined Pathways to Resilience, the podcast where real people share real stories, helping us build our playbook toward resilience. And now, here's the host of the show, Melissa Santos. Welcome back to Pathways to Resilience. This is your host, Melissa Santos. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I am grateful to be able to bring this special episode to you. Uh, September is National Suicide Prevention Month, and that is what today's episode is in honor of. I just want to give a warning ahead of time that there is graphic content, um, regarding, uh, suicide and suicide attempt. Um, I'm joined by my dear friend, Tracy, whose teenage daughter attempted suicide a little over a year ago. And she's here to share her story uh, from the perspective of a mother um, and her perspective of the experience of her daughter. There are an average of 123 suicides each day in the United States. It's the 10th leading cause of death in America, the second leading cause for those ages 25 to 34, and the third leading for ages 15 to 24. The purpose of highlighting this is to create awareness, to hopefully strengthen the fight against suicide, to break the stigma of mental health, of not being okay, of being able to tell people when you're not okay. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Pathways to Resilience. I um, am so honored to have this special episode in honor of Suicide Awareness Month and to have uh, my dear friend Tracy here, who is brave and courageous and uh wanting to share her story, her family's story of a journey before and after uh an attempt of suicide of her daughter. Um so thanks for being here, Tracy. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You know, Tracy, over the years, like we've seen each other at birthday parties, but we didn't really know each other very well. Um, you're good friends with my sister. Um and it was during that time where my sister was there with you that I sort of bore witness from afar of yeah. what your family was going through. And then since then, you know, have been, um, you've just been so open about your story. Um, so let's start as we were talking about, where do we start? Let's start as, as you were saying before suicide, before the suicide, Right. right. what BS BS yes B.S., BS. Yeah. So <laughs> what, what did, what was, what was family life like beforehand? Family
1: life was, so normal, so perfect, loving husband and wife. Kids are A-plusers, loving sports, loving gymnastics. We all, no one has TVs in their room. We all congregate in the living room every single night. It was a very open, fun family. Doing all the things. Doing everything that you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I strive for, to have for my family, to be that family that we didn't have to walk on eggshells or mm-hmm. we were having fun and we all loved each other. Mm-hmm. Having fun, having
0: love, being together, being involved in your kids' lives. Yeah, absolutely. Strong co-
1: relationship as parents. Very, very much so. And then COVID happens. COVID happens. And I'm not thinking, and, and I, to be honest, at first I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. We could stay at home. We don't have to worry about anything. Going to different appointments, you know, sports schedules, blah, blah, blah. You didn't realize how much you had until you stopped. It's true. You didn't realize how busy you were. Yeah. So it started with,
0: wow, we actually get to kind of pause and spend more time together. Right. Yeah. I had that same kind
1: of experience. Yeah. This is this is kind of a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I really, truly enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Until a year or two after, where it kind of became the kids didn't know what to do. They weren't in school. They couldn't go to school. If they were in school, they had to wear masks. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't even a back-to-school thing yet. This mm-hmm. was all at-home learning. Mm-hmm. And it became, I didn't realize how difficult it was for so many children. Yeah. You heard it on the news, but I, you know, that wouldn't affect me. Right. Right. And how old are your girls at this time? Uh, 16 and 12.
0: Okay. So home doing high school and middle school yep. distance learning. Yeah. And what, how did you begin to see their social lives kind of shift beyond
1: just not being able to see people? Um, I think it was, it became a lot of, well, you know, it, it didn't really shift the social life because of COVID. It just became very isolated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think there was definitely a lot more vocal stuff on social media. Yep. I think there was a lot more bullying on social media, which my kids weren't involved in or except check their phone. I'm that mom. I check your yep. phone. I do everything. I yep. know I'm, I'm on top of it. Yep. So there was no, there was no warning signs. Absolutely no warning signs. And I have manic depression. Mm-hmm. I've suffered it my whole life. so mm-hmm. I know depression. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, who, you know, what, what, what led up to this? Absolutely nothing led up to suicide.
0: And cause were you looking for it? I mean, I imagine there's a part of yourself I'm from not suicide as someone who lives with anxiety. Like I look at my kids going, Ooh, am I seeing that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah
1: cuz yeah. I was I was scared to death like is my depression going to uh-huh. be passed on to uh-huh. them? Uh-huh. And if so I'll know it I'll recognize yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But I never did. So then um your house gets egged. Yes. One night, um normal night, Kira's out with a friend skateboarding. Um and she gets home, tells me all about it. And we're sitting there talking and all of a sudden our house we get hear this noise. Realized that it was we were being egged. Who gets egged anymore? Right, right. <laughs> we yeah. Didn't realize that that happened anymore. Yeah, yep. So we assumed, we assumed who it was. Who it was. Mm-hmm. So we texted. She snapchapped him. Snapchapped him without mm-hmm. even said to say that, mm-hmm. and said, "Was this you? My parents are going to just press charges if you don't come clean." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he immediately said, "Yes, yes, mm-hmm. it was me." Mm-hmm. So we knew who it was. Mm-hmm. Kira was best friends with her sister. Mm-hmm. I was great friends with the mom. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were going to go to Saint Lucia together, like vacationing, and yes. you, yeah, yeah, family friends, kids are friends. Yep,
0: doing all the school stuff, the sports stuff together.
1: So I was like, "Why is this why, kid? Yeah, why, why, why is he egging our house, Kira? What is happening? Is that, yep. are you doing something that you're not telling me? Yep. And so that kind of became the discussion that morning. Mm-hmm. So I called a family meeting with the with the family because. Mm-hmm what's happening? I need to get you all here. Let's just figure this out face to face Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I don't know how to deal with this Mm -hmm. because I'm angry at your son, Mm -hmm. angry at your daughter, Mm -hmm. but let's just talk it out. Mm -hmm. So before that meeting, which was supposed to happen at one, we were in the living room and my husband and I were confronting her saying, look, if there's anything you've done, just tell us before they get here. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be surprised we don't want to find out anything in front of this family. Right. We'd rather you tell us now. Yep. And she said, I have nothing. I've done nothing. I have nothing to say. Absolutely not. Okay. Well then you have nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. We'll just talk this out. It's going to be just another good day. Yep. Yep. She goes upstairs. She goes back to learning. She's got a class. I'm cleaning the house, getting ready for the family meeting. Mm-hmm. You're right. And mind you, up until this point, A plus student. A plus like, student. All through. Yeah like, you know, playing lacrosse, like Mm -hmm. very into everything. Mm -hmm. Piano player. Piano player, Mm -hmm. guitar player. Mm -hmm. And I get a text out of the blue from one of her friends. And it said, uh, it said, Mrs. Gunning, are you, do you know where Kira is right now? And I said, what do you mean? She's distant learning. Why? What's up? Where else would she be? Right. She's upstairs in her room in math class. It's school. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I, I, I just, would like you to go check on her because I have a bad feeling about something. Hmm. So I was like, like, no, she's fine. She's fine. So I didn't even think twice about it until I started vacuuming more. And I was like, that's really bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Who does that? Right. So I went upstairs and found her in bed unresponsive
0: Hmm.
1: and still didn't really hit me to what was Mm -hmm. happening. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And um, I tried to shake her. I thought she was just kidding. She had her earphones on with classical piano music going, and I tried to shake her, but she wouldn't wake. So I called my husband, who was working at the Bocce Club down the street, and um, he he just babe just just wait just wake her up wake her up she, I'm sure she's she's fine. Mm-hmm. So, but she wouldn't wake up. So I called nine one one. My other daughter Lexi heard as I'm calling nine one one. Telling him that she wasn't responding. So Lexi now is in complete and total fear. I am not knowing what's happening. Yeah. And Kira's just laying in bed.
0: Mm. Still unresponsive. Still unresponsive.
1: On a loft bed. Mm.
0: So you can't really even get up there and And
1: was there anything around her that would have given sign to what nothing. 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 I hadn't seen yet. Got it. I call nine one one. Ma'am, you need to give her you need to get her off of the bed. You need to give her CPR on the floor. I can't. I couldn't lift her. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go downstairs from this loft. Yep. So there was no way I could do it, and I couldn't even tell if she was breathing. Mm. So the uh, so finally nine one one gets there, the cops come up, and totally they found a suicide note. Right? Mm. That I I don't know how I didn't see it mm. because I mm. was so just in the moment. Yep. yep. But yes, she had a suicide moment. So the cops at that point said, "We have a suicide." Wow. And that word. Mm-hmm. went through me like wait what in my daughter's room my daughter mm-hmm. suicide mm-hmm. no 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 no. Mm-hmm. you don't know us yeah and that's when he said well what did she take what do you mean what did she take i've been here all day because i deal with manic depression i had pills in my house mm-hmm. i never thought to lock them up mm-hmm. and that's on me
0: well we were saying that earlier though right like we buy the Benadryl. We have the Tide Pods. I mean, you just don't—you
1: don't think, think about it's going
0: to be your kid, your story,
1: your story. And so we went downstairs. I found all of my pill bottles open. This was with the police officer, and I—I I got three uh, three month trials. I got three months. That's how my insurance did it. So I get three month of every prescription. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot of pills. So I had Prozac. I had Wellbutrin. I had Adderall, and she. Took about a hundred pills mm. of mine. Mm. She was rushed to the hospital. And um, I thought, okay, this is fine. Like she just the drugs are gonna wear off. This is fine. I don't know what happened, but we'll figure it out. Let's just get through this right mm-hmm. now. We get to the hospital, she's there, she's just kind of feeling the drugs. She's kind of like, you know, loopy. And she just said, I'm sorry, Mom. I'm just so sorry. I didn't want you to be disappointed in me. That's mm. all I got from her. hmm so I'm like, all right. Well, we're just gonna wrap this up. Should we just? How long is this gonna take? Right, for the drugs we're pumping to get her through? stomach. Or what yeah. are we doing? Yeah, they gave her charcoal, which I guess takes the effects of whatever's in your stomach mm-hmm. away. And they said, well, we think we're gonna tra- transfer her out to the bigger hospital, to the city. And I mm-hmm. said, okay, um, why? Because mm-hmm. we really don't have the, we can't care for her here. Okay, but she's she's gonna be fine, right? Mm-hmm. So, so they. We wait forever for the um, ambulance team to take her. They show up. They take her. She's still talking in the in the ambulance. She's still like, you know, kind of joking around with those guys. Um, my husband and I go home. We get some clothes because I had no idea what's happening. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's well, just get changes something just in case. Yes. So we get to the city and I go to the um, check-in. And I said, my daughter should have arrived in an, an ambulance. Is, is she here? No, we have no record of her really but she i we went home before the ambulance so they're definitely here yeah yeah why don't you have record of my daughter so i sat down tons of sick kids in this, mm. all covid mm-hmm. and i'm just sitting there just waiting not knowing where my kid is mm-hmm. my husband's trying to park I went up again i said is she here what's happening is is she here ma'am no I, I, we have no record of her mm. okay that i don't understand yeah so she made a couple of phone calls and she said, ma'am, is this an SI attempt? And I said, again, I was like, what? What is, yeah. What? Well, did she try, did she take, did she try to commit suicide? And that's when I just froze and my whole body was like, yes. Hmm. Yes, she did. Okay. Well, we don't take those names down. Those are John Doe's. Hmm. So she is in a room upstairs. I will give you a pass to get up there right now, but we don't have her name anywhere which is nice to know. Yep, yep. No record. Confidentiality, yep. Yep. So we go upstairs. She's in a room um, with this fabulous woman named Candy, and they're just joking. They're talking about things. She's like, my mom's going to be here soon. We're taking off. There's my backpack. We're leaving soon. And I walk in the room. I'm like, hey, how are Mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. And she smiled and had a complete seizure Mm. to the point where... I've never seen such a horrible sight in my mm-hmm. life to which the way she balled up mm-hmm. and her body moved and had no control of it. I still to this day, that's the most, the, the hardest, hardest thing, thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, they took us out of the room, they worked on her and got her stable. Okay. I'm still, okay. I got this. She's fine. She's fine. It's just a seizure. So mm-hmm. it's it, from the drugs, it's nothing. So I'm going to stay with her tonight. You go home with Lexi. Do what you got to do. I've got her. Okay. So he leaves. He shows up the next morning around 10 a.m. Coffees and, you know, perfectly. probably going home today. Is that what you're thinking? Absolutely. Yeah. So he sits down. He grabs her hand now. And because I've been with her all night. Haven't slept a wink. He's like, babe, you need to go home. Mm -hmm. Go home. Shower. She's stable. Mm-hmm. She's fine. You need to go home and take care of yourself. I can't leave. Mm-hmm. How can you leave my baby here? Mm-hmm. Even the nurse was like, "She's fine." Yeah. This is of, You need to go home. Yep. This is going to be a long road. Yep. Get rest. Okay. I get in the truck. It hasn't even hit me yet.
0: Of course, not, still right. No. You're
1: still on adrenaline numb. Yeah. And I'm crying, but mm-hmm. I'm really not crying. But I'm mm-hmm. just like, <gasps> you know, like mm-hmm. in shock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm home for about 20 minutes. I hug Lexi. Some neighbors are bringing some food over because Mm -hmm. they saw the ambulances, which I was very grateful for. Then I have to cook. And he calls me up 20 minutes after I've been home. And he said, you need to get back in the car. She's having cardiac arrest. Mm. What? No, what? No, what? Yeah, babe, they're on her chest right now pumping. They're trying to get her back to life. Mm. I'm 45 minutes Mm -hmm. from From the hospital. I, I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I completely freaked my sister-in-law who hadn't even told me that she was coming, happened to be c- arriving at that moment. She told me to jump in. Thank goodness. Cause I don't think I would have yeah. been able to drive. Right, right. We got there and they were still pumping her stuff. They were still giving her cardiac arrest. Wow. They called for me, mom, get in here, get in here, get in here. And I got next to her side and I held her and I started singing you are my sunshine. Mm-hmm. Cause that's all I used to do when she was a baby. Mm-hmm. And the nurses, for the second time, they started singing with me. And everyone Mm. was kind of, as they were seriously pumping her chest. Yeah. And they got her back. Not back, back, but they got her back. Her heart started beating again. After 10 minutes, right? Yes. After 10 minutes. So she was, had a ventilator. She was completely in a coma for about two or three weeks. So I'm still in the, what has happened? Mm-hmm. I still can't talk to her. I still have no idea what's happening. She, um, we're in the, we were in the hospital for three months. Mm. Three months. I thought this was going to be a couple of hours. Yeah. You went and got some sweatpants and a coffee. <laughs> yeah. 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 I had no idea. Yeah. So the doctor told us that night, because of COVID is happening, only one person is allowed in the room at one time. But because we were both of her parents, look, I'm going to break the rules because I got to be honest. I don't think she's going to make it through the night. Mm. What? What? How did
0: she was just sorry that she didn't want to
1: disappoint me? Yeah. Mm. And if she does wake up, she's probably going to be brain dead. I just need you to be aware of that. But I'm going to let you both stay in this room tonight. So it was one of those couches, one of those chairs, Mm -hmm. you know, the really comfortable hospital chairs. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Very family-friendly. Very (laughs)
1: family-friendly. And only one for the two of us. Mm -hmm. So um, she woke up about three weeks later, and she knew her name. She couldn't speak very well. She had forgotten how to swallow. She had forgotten how to walk. She had forgotten everything. Mm -hmm. It was starting from the beginning. Mm -hmm. But she was still alive. Yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. I was going to take her no matter what, right. what, what, what. What? Give it to me. I'll take her. I yeah. got this. Yeah. Not knowing. I didn't know anything at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm still dealing with my own depression. Like,
0: oh, my God. Like, what? what? You know, right. like, I couldn't. Well, and it's so powerful what you were saying about, like, because there was then silence for three weeks. And yeah. then even beyond that. Yeah. That you didn't have answers. No answers. There wasn't. And even you said the note was even like. I'm sorry, sorry. I say goodbye, I love you. Yeah, there was so there was no going from lacrosse, piano, all having dinner around the table to sh- you know she took pills, but have no
1: idea. No idea. Can't had to have been part of what was sort of maddening. also while she's in ICU, I get a phone call from DCYF and the school asking where she is. Um, that she's not on <laughs> Zoom right now. And DCYF saying that they are were under investigation. So, and just for people listening, so
0: this is like Child Protective Services yes. that the school had made a, a report and now there was going to be an investigation as to why a month out, um, Kara wasn't in school.
1: She had, for some reason, had fentanyl in her system. Hmm. We still don't know how she got it in her system. Wow. So, because of that, they were alarmed. So, um, she, they called me, I'm dealing with the police. I'm dealing with DCYF. I'm dealing with the school. And still, I have no idea. I'm calling my, my family saying you probably should come to town because I don't know what's going to happen. Still not believing what I'm actually saying. Mm -hmm. My daughter, Lexi can't even come into the hospital Mm -hmm. because COVID. Mm -hmm. So she's at home. Hasn't seen her sister
0: for almost a month. Having no idea.
1: No idea. Mm -hmm. And um, she finally wakes up. She starts walking. I mean, it was little by little by little mm-hmm. by little, and every day was something new. But it was it was it was just horrible. It mm-hmm. was horrible. Mm-hmm. They had no idea what to do with her. She was medically stable after she had done the PT, the OT. She, she, they got her walking. She was still on a feeding tube. She was still on all the tubes, mm-hmm. and they just didn't know where to put her because typically a suicide attempt goes into the psych ward, mm-hmm. but she didn't have brain. She had brain damage. She couldn't have handled the psych she ward. couldn't remember what right. she was happening that day. Yeah. never mind processing or right healing from whatever trauma led up to it. Yeah. yeah. So she, they, I mean, she didn't know what day it was. Any day I'd have to write out a sign. This is today. This is what we're doing. Like these were the steps. She didn't know anything. Mm hmm. They put her into the psych ward. She was um, alerted high risk and she had to ring a bell to go, if she had to go to the bathroom. And honest to God, unless I went into this room and I had never seen such a horrible sight mm-hmm. in my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was horrible mm-hmm. to the point where there was just, what is it called? Schlack yeah. on the walls yeah. to where they had covered up where yeah. kids had put their heads through. Yeah, There was... Um, you know, uh, numbers on the wall where they were counting how many days they'd been in there. They didn't cover any of this up with paint.
0: It looks like a solitary confinement cell, doesn't it? I mean, with people that don't know, and I know this is, you know, this is graphic, but it's so important because I've, I've seen it with kids who have been fifty one fifty 50 in these. It is nowhere that you would want many. I'm sure there are some out there that are, that are not this. Actually, I know there are, but many of them look like a solitary confinement cell not somewhere you want to
1: leave your baby who Silver can barely bed. walk. Yep. Nope. No sheets. No sheets. Nope. Yep. No handles. Yep. No, nothing, no knobs. No, I mean, nothing. And to leave her in this place was so difficult because I knew in my heart of hearts that this wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. So we left though. I'm like, every parent probably feels like this, that we've got to go through this, but she kept, I don't know why she, Mrs. Gunning, she's, she's wetting her pants every single night. She's not getting out of bed. She's just crying all the time. She doesn't belong there. Mm -hmm.
0: This isn't right for her.
1: No. Yeah. She's still not mentally right. And until I can get her mentally right, how are we going to work on coping skills? Mm -hmm. Right. So that's where I was in this situation with the hospital where they had no idea where to put her. I didn't know what to do with her. Do I send her away? So I'm starting to research all these different places in the country of Mm -hmm. what I could do. Mm -hmm. Still, no one would take her because she was a suicide risk. Mm. So I had nowhere to send her. (sighs) So we went in and we pretty much just laid down the law saying she's not staying in this room Mm -hmm. because we'd been staying with her the whole time. Every shift, we would, every other day, Phil and I went there 24 7, we were there. And I said, if, You can't take her out of here. Bring me a pillow. Bring me a blanket Mm because I will be staying with her for the rest of this Mm -hmm. time. I'm not. My daughter's not alone in this. Mm -hmm. Well, that can't happen. That can't happen. Well, then pack her bags because we're leaving because I'm not doing this. Well, if you remove her from this hospital, she will no longer get any care. Okay, well, what are you saying to me? Yeah. She's in an unusual circumstance, Mrs. Cunning. We don't know where to put her. Yes, we agree that this psych ward is not right for her, but we don't know where else to put her. There was a 50-kid waiting was, list oh. to try to get one of these beds in the psych ward. Mm. 50 kids. And it blew me away. Mm-hmm. To the point where, I mean, it was scary enough going to this place where you had to leave your belt and your phone and your bar anything that had any metal on it, mm-hmm. you had to leave, which is shocking enough as a parent. But um, so we that day we said, I'm not leaving without her. hmm surprisingly enough they found us a room in the medical hmm. so they sent us back to the other side and she was so happy she was so happy i was happy like we were skipping mm-hmm. to our room mm-hmm. still in the hospital right but it wasn't there it wasn't we got there. To together yes yeah. so we d- remained there, d- did our shifts again did our shifts but it became this she couldn't go outside unless it was physical therapy she was still a flight risk so it was only one day, one like 10 minutes a day that she was able to go outside and leave her room. Mm.
0: We think about depression. I mean, isn't that also amazing? Like, you think about what we know our brains need right. to heal from trauma and depression. We need outside. We need people. We need to connect to things that we love. We, but the isolation is the opposite of what... I mean, granted, there's a place for that for people that... But this was not this where was she going.
1: was. We're talking about now a month. This is... This is a month, month, yeah, month yeah, and a half, yeah. Month and a half. So now we're six weeks, yeah. And they and they straight up said we don't and know we what don't to know do. what to do with her. So that's when we had to make the decision of we're going to take her out. Yep. I had no idea. There's no manual for this.
0: That's what I was. I mean, and not to fast forward too much, but when we were talking in preparation for this and in reading, um, Tracy's writing a book. um, One, I think, as you said, just as a way of like coping and getting it all out. But also, I think you have a powerful story to tell around when your child doesn't complete suicide, when your child survives. There's nothing for it. Then what? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? What do do they do? As a family,
1: what do you do? Mm -hmm. And that there's nothing that you've been able to find to support that. There's support groups for suicide loss. Mm -hmm. There's support groups for... Every other kind of, mm-hmm. but nothing for surviving suicide. And then what? With a, with with brain damage. With brain damage, there's nothing. So I was just playing. Like, all right, let's just uh, let's take her home. She'll sleep in our room because she needed 24 hour mm-hmm. surveillance. We can be vigilant. Yep, absolutely. Um. They they gave her a um, mental test saying, you know, it, w- is she going to commit suicide if she goes home? And they, they asked her all these questions yep. and she got medically cleared, mm-hmm. you know, mentally. Mm-hmm. So we were able to take her home. I didn't know what to do at that mm-hmm. point either. Like, I was like, I knew she had to go to the beach. I knew she had to be around her family. I mm-hmm. knew she had to be outside. I knew those things. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what else. She to listen to music. Just, yeah. She needed her music. She needed everything. She needed her own bed. Yeah. But did she? Did that old bed remind her? Right. Right. Because oh, no. it reminded me. Yeah. Yeah. So that was where I was. I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I had no one, no help on that from any anybody. I would have thought that if I left the hospital, they would have given me some sort of direction. Resource. Resource. Outpatient. Something. something. Yeah. Discharge something. Nothing. But because we took her out, because they didn't know what to do with her. Nothing. That's and honest. nothing that you could look up and find, it sounded like. Yep. Yeah. So
0: wow, um and so one year later, year and a half, yeah, um, she's not brain dead,
1: no she's doing amazing- mm-hmm. she's different, mm. she's completely different mm-hmm. she's appreciative, she's sensitive, she's happy, she's fun to be around, mm mm-hmm. And she's completely before she wanted to be a marine biologist and alone on a boat. Now she wants to be an occupational therapist taking care of special kids. It's completely changed her whole life. Which is amazing.
0: Yeah. When a little earlier when we were talking, I said if we look at AS after suicide, I said,
1: How is your how's your life changed? What did you say? Do you remember what you said to me upstairs? It's Completely different. Yeah. It's a totally, we started to start a new life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a completely different life where I don't have a life anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't get to hang out with my friends. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to be around my daughter. And, and thankfully so. Right. I still have my right. daughter. Right, But walking around town, I was that mother who had a kid who commits suicide. Lexi was the sister mm-hmm. who had the sister who commits suicide. So it, it very much labeled us, mm-hmm. which was very tough. hmm and we didn't go out. We didn't want to go out because we didn't want to be judged. And it was such a hush-hush thing, which made me so angry that I'm here trying to take care of my kid and make things better. But I'm also trying to hide from society mm-hmm. because we're not talking about this. Mm-hmm.
0: This, this is so your story is stigma. You want to know what stigma it you know feels like in this. And what's, I guess it's, shocking because you wouldn't think it unless you're living it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have assumed it that we were talking about like um, if if Kiara, if, if she had successfully completed suicide
1: mm-hmm.
0: you would have gotten a ton of support. Absolutely. Right? Your child died. Um, her sister, counselors would have come into the school and supported everybody and mm-hmm. right? She didn't which we're
1: so grateful for. Thank God. But there's none of that. No. No. Absolutely nothing. She got released from school. She she couldn't go back to school. She couldn't do anything, ex, you know, extracurricular because mm-hmm. she was no longer a student there. Mm-hmm. She was in a rehab school. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't do anything with her friends. Her friends completely moved on. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. They're teenagers. Life goes on. Mm-hmm. They have jobs. They have sports. They have boyfriends. But she was left completely alone. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the hardest part, yeah. I think, about it because I didn't know what... Do I call these girls? Do do I take charge as the mom? Do I, or do I just? This is what you did, you know. Like I didn't know. Yeah, I I still don't know how to deal with this. Yeah, my parenting is completely different. I'm scared to parent. Mm -hmm. I'm scared to say no. I'm scared to raise my voice. You shouldn't, but I don't know. Right, what's going to happen if I do? Yeah, and I think that that in itself is probably been the hardest thing with all of our lives have just completely shifted. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the future is for Kira. Mm-hmm. I know it's good because she's alive. Yeah. But I don't know where she's going to go to school next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm homeschooling. I never thought that would be in my life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, like yeah. all these new things yeah. that
0: what and new things when she's functioning really well. Yeah. Right. It's yes. not, she doesn't need to no. know. It's not that she's different or has had some brain damage that's, that's keeping her from doing
1: these things. She still is not, she has an IEP. Okay. Yeah. So she would okay. probably need yep, some something. classes yep. that would be special yep. education. Yep. We didn't think that she would be in a mainstream, be good at that because she would be labeled as yeah. sp- special education suicide. Yep. yep. So we don't, we don't want that for her. So that's why we're not sending her back to her old school. Mm-hmm. Um, and to public school in general, we want her to start off completely fresh, Yep. but again, completely fresh. You don't even know where that freshness starts. Like, where do you start? Where do you start that?
0: And, you know, going back just to that, you know, as we thank you for your openness mm-hmm. and vulnerability and that, um, Kira's open to telling the story so that we're not, te- you it's know, her story it's her, her story to tell and yeah. she is, um, supporting you in telling your story version of it, mm-hmm. but just to think about the impact of COVID, isolation, social media and bullying, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, as time went on, what you've shared is that she had a secret. She made a decision. She was not sure you were going to agree with the decision Correct. and, and, and got to a place where she felt as though
1: the only other option was to take hundred pills. She wasn't suicidal. Mm-hmm. It was that then and there moment decision of, if I do this, maybe they'll that'll distract from what they're gonna find out about. Yeah, not that it's over. Right, my friends are all going away and the class is gone. Everything's gonna end for me. Mm-hmm. It was a right then and there. I'm gonna do this right now. Mm-hmm. So, that's what that's what you have to be careful about because these kids, there's no warnings. There's nothing. It's a right then and there. And we're at, we're up fifty six percent. I mean,
0: we're, to know that we are in a crisis. We're, we're in, a crisis. in a mental health crisis. Um, and that there are so many Kieras, there are so many Tracys. Yeah. Um, and you've said that people have come up to you Mm -hmm. almost whispering. Whispering. (laughs) Like this has happened to me. Yeah. It's a very non-talked about, Mm -hmm. ashamed subject. Mm -hmm. Which is why it's so important that you're loud about it. Right. And I know that you're still figuring out your way of, of how to do that. But this idea that we don't know how to support kids and families who are not successful in completing suicide, which is not what we want. Right. Right. (laughs) Right? We want anyone would say, oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness that she wasn't successful. But then to not have a way for her or you to find a path back to even a new normal. Right, Right. Right. Okay. Something had to shift. Yeah. So what bring us back to home like what is after what's the after suicide gunning family like how are you
1: all doing now you know she's had two relapses where she's gotten really sad and realized what she's done i knew that this would be the mm-hmm. harder part of it because mm-hmm. she she's now in the know mm-hmm. she knows what she's done she knows she's slower she knows but it's so now this would be the time where she would actually really try to take her life
0: mm-hmm.
1: so we have i did catch her googling bridges to jump off of mm-hmm. um I, you know, she tried to get into the pillbox. Those have been two things. And and so my theory nowadays is I can't, every day is a new day. I have no idea what's going to happen because it could happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I hope to God it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. But it it, it happens. Mm -hmm. And so my new life now is just walking on eggshells. Mm -hmm. Which is exactly what you said at the beginning of this conversation
0: that you and Phil are building to not have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, the the There's a chapter in my book called The Processing, where I think kids these days, when, when you and I got into a fight with a, a friend in mm-hmm. high school, we would have to sleep over it, sleep on it overnight. Yeah. yeah. Kind of get it through the whole process. You would call them, but it would be busy. You couldn't yeah. get through. Right, their... right, right. So we'd process it next day at school. It's not as bad as it was. Right. It may have gone away or not a big deal. Right. Yeah. Today, it's right then and there. Yep. You blah, 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 blah. It's Distant, mm-hmm. uh, direct messaging, mm-hmm. all the social media is right then and there before people are processing mm-hmm. what's happening. Totally reacting.
0: Yeah. And reacting in a public space with peers that are then chiming in and then it becomes this viral. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that's sad. These kids don't have that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're not even getting the skills no. to to they... deal with healthy conflict. Yeah. Because I can just shame you.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah, or at absolutely. your house or yeah. whatever. And and looking back, just to loop that back for people listening, because I know the story, so I. Don't, but that ends up being what, for her, was that family meeting. Yes, was, she didn't want to have to be at that meeting. There was a secret that was she was going to uh, be revealed
1: that she didn't uh-huh. want us knowing, and uh-huh. she didn't want to let us down.
0: Uh huh. Which wasn't even we won't share the secret, but was no nothing that uh, yes. I was the same age. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, you were just in a teenage thing. Yes, it's yeah. a
1: teenager. It's, you're, it's yeah. fine. We're gonna yeah. get past it. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't, she couldn't see that. Yeah. What
0: do you feel like now? What what's next? I I know you're saying that things are day to day and, um, looping back into this podcast, the pathways to resilience for you, for Tracy, how are you thinking your next steps
1: might look in order to tap into your own resilience and take care of yourself? that's the that's the thing i I've completely not taken care of myself. Mm-hmm. I've given up on me because there's no time for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i I have to get back to that mm-hmm. that's because we all know if we're not good, our family isn't good yep so that's that's my number one right now is to try to get back to trying to figure out me mm-hmm. My daughter is fine, she's fine, she needs me, mm-hmm. but she's fine
0: mm-hmm.
1: We're gonna get through this absolutely you are getting through this we're, yeah, yeah,
0: you're in the getting through,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a long road. Yep. And when the doctors kept saying that you you can have a long journey. You need your rest. I'm like, what are you saying? As soon as we go to the hospital, it's going to be fine. Right. This is over. Yeah. I'll hide the
0: pills. <laughs> lock them up. She's good. Yeah. Fine.
1: Yeah. This but is what they meant. This is what they meant. This whole, my whole life was going to shift. hmm Mm-hmm. But you know what? I, I, every day I have her and I'm thankful. Every, every day I say my, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Uh-huh. But it is yeah. every day is just a new day.
0: Yeah. What do you want for kids? I mean, that, that wait list of 50 hasn't gone away. It's probably more. More now. Yeah. Um, and families, what's, what difference? Cause I know care too wants to make a difference. Yeah. What difference would you like to be able to
1: make? I want kids to talk about the feelings. Mm-hmm. I want there to be someone there that they can talk to. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a I mean, this was a cure thing. She did it right there in in her bedroom. So there wouldn't have been anybody to talk to. But what about the kids, the friends that she had that were experiencing her in the hospital, knowing that she had committed Mm -hmm. suicide? Mm -hmm. They had no help. Mm -mm. There was no help. I want to get the story out there so that it's not hush hush anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not so taboo to be Mm -hmm. like, (gasps) Mm -hmm. it's talked about. It's okay. It happens. It's happening. If it happens Mm -hmm. to me, it can happen to anybody. Mm -hmm. So that's what I really want the story to be. Mm-hmm. Just this is life, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's just take it day by day.
0: And how do we, you know, in the same way that your neighbors brought you food mm-hmm. because they saw the ambulance? How do we wrap around people, not like you, not isolating you? Like, eek, we don't know what to do. But to say, you know, what? It, how do we show up?
1: How do we? How do people? You know, how do people show up? You got it. There shouldn't be that elephant in the room. Yeah, you know, like you just we just got to be open yep and hey how are you how are you would be a great start How are you how are you how are you guys yeah that that i think is not even being asked anymore because people are just afraid to ask that question Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but that i think is probably the most important just to not not talk about it is like my husband would go to his his bocce game and no one would talk to him because they didn't know what to say yeah and that's it's not fair for us. It's not right. It just became this entanglement of, all right, let's just talk yeah. about it. Yeah.
0: I, it's this othering and which happens to so many different marginalized groups. Right. And this idea of being a survivor, a, I think probably particularly a teenage survivor of suicide being othered where she couldn't play on the sports. She couldn't go to her own prom. She couldn't, you know, just And not because she can't play or can't, but just because of the rules, um, with no supports or alternatives around it. And then not having a space to be able to even figure out for
1: yourselves other people that have been through this. How do we do this? How do we,
0: right. Somebody else is doing this. Right.
1: Yeah. There's gotta be a manual somewhere that someone's been through this and Mm -hmm. talk to me. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted to write this book so that, all right, I've been through this. This is what I did. Yeah. Might not be the best decision for you, but this is what I did. And this is where we're at. Yeah. And it worked out. Yeah. As of for right now. It worked out for right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the book's not out yet, but it will
0: be. Yeah. Um, and when it is, let's talk again. Absolutely. Um, I so appreciate you being here and being willing to share this with me. Um, and I hope that people take away from this, one, if you know someone that is struggling, Mm-hmm. That you call, there's help for that. And we'll, we'll put that at the end of this recording. And, and if you know people who have gone through this and their children have survived, call them and ask them how they're doing. Yeah. Have, have some pizza and get together Make because contact. that isolation just keeps it a
1: thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's, suicide is going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's happened since the beginning of time and it's going to happen for the rest of mm-hmm. time. How do we deal with it is what we need to do now. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel deeply grateful to Tracy for being willing to share this very vulnerable, very difficult story about her and her family and for her daughter, for being willing to allow her mom to do so, to share this with us. Want to make sure that you know that there is a new lifeline in the United States um, that anyone can call uh, to access mental health crisis services, um to speak to someone for emotional support that's confidential if they're feeling like they are in a suicidal crisis or just in emotional distress available 24 hours a day and 7 days a week that lifeline is 988 so you simply dial 988 you can also call 1-800-273-8255 which was the previous national hotline help is available. And just to for us to remember the theme for this year's Suicide Prevention Month is that connection is a helping hand. And I think in listening to Tracy's story, the importance of connection and the heartbreak of disconnection. And so just thinking about those in your life or thinking of yourself And thinking about how you can be part of connection, part of community, part of acceptance, part of breaking the stigma. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining Pathways to Resilience, an initiative of community solutions. For more information, visit us at www.communitysolutions.org.